It's college football Saturday, and uh, we got a loaded card. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited for today's games. I'm trying to work out which ones I'm going to get the feed for. It's like Pretty we. Exciting. It's like we have um, we have a really good mix of games today. We have like some some rivalry um, games, and then we have some conference games. We've got uh, you know all all kinds of stuff going on here, so it should be uh, a solid. You know, it's like gavel to gavel. We start off with Wisconsin Notre Dame, like right out of the gate, and then yeah. we have uh, we have um, you know. Uh, Michigan Rutgers looks to be a pretty good battle. West Virginia, Oklahoma tonight. Got, you know, a bunch of other good games. And, you know, all of our cappers today are going to talk about these as well. You have uh, Oh, for sure. There's there's not a time slot that I'm not excited for. There's g- good games all day long. It will just be a matter of which ones I can watch. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I feel the same way. But um, good morning to everyone that's joining us. As usual, I'm still trying to figure figure out some tech stuff here behind the scenes, but it's the way that it, it is in, uh, but, um, it's like you, when you click on something and then nothing happens, right? It's like, it's, it's the, it's the worst case scenario, especially live, but, uh, hopefully our picks are clicking today and uh, that's really all that it matters. Definitely will. I think definitely so. Will. We had an exciting night of, uh, college football last night. Great games there. Yeah, I, that Syracuse game was uh, was really exciting. I thought it was really uh, the best of the bunch for me. I was surprised at how bad Fred Fresno was. I know Brian Bittler was all over it on that one, so uh, congratulations to him. He finally got one right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the over in that. And then uh, how UNLV came out getting that, that team total over 13.5 in that first quarter. It was beautiful to see. Yeah, it it was, and um, you know, I thought that Charlotte game against Middle Tennessee. It was only fitting that it ended in a push. It was just such bad football, right? I mean, it's just it's bad. It's like throwing on a Friday night, and maybe someone will watch it. But anyway, speaking about something that someone wants to watch, we're gonna bring on Joe D'Amico. He's always our opener here on our uh, College Football Saturday show. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Morning, Mitch. Joe, I'm very happy to be here. I- this is my favorite day of the week, just like you, Mitch. I mean, as you mentioned just prior to in the intro, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road in college football. We've got conference rival conference games, big conference matches up today. We've got rivalry games. This is really where I think overall where the college football season really starts. First couple of weeks, a little warm-up, a little taste, a little appetizer. Now we're going to the main course, guys, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to feast today. Yeah, I, I really like today's card as well. Um, I I narrowed it. I had to narrow it down, and I still don't feel like I I've got my right mix of games. But because uh, I just like so many games on this card, and uh, there's so many games where you can look at it and say, well, this is a square play, and this is a sharp play, and this is whatever. And it's like I don't care if they're square or sharp. I just want to cash some tickets today because I really feel, uh, you know, I I'm I'm generally a slow starter when it comes to when it comes to mm-hmm. really almost every season. College football, baseball, basketball. I'm the guy that, you know, in September, I'm never on the leaderboards, you know. But the end of October through December, I'm always near the top. And then, you know, January and February, I'm okay. And then in March, I'm always near the top. So it's kind of like it takes me through the season to get it. And I'm more of a conference-type guy, you know, in these conference games, right, where you – 
you know the teams and you understand the matchups, and that's more like you know the college football that I know. It's tough to for me to figure out like you know these out of conference games where you know you just don't know what's going to happen. It's one week, you know, one team you know beats the hell out of the other, and then the next week they just look like is this the same team we watched last week, right? Meanwhile, it's like we have a team like the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, ranked in the hundreds in defense this year, which is just unheard of, you know. And then we have other teams like, um, you know, like we saw last night, Wake Forest, who just looks like an unstoppable machine on offense, right? It's like it's a bizarre world. But, Joe, what do you got for us today? Well, I've got a couple of big winners today. And I got to tell you, today I feel is probably my most explosive, my highest rated card I've seen in over a year in college football. My first free game, sports fans, if you want to talk about money, look no further than Iowa. 9-0 straight up their last nine outings. 8-1 against the spread. They're 3-0 thus far this season. My friends, they shredded a very scrappy Indiana team. They beat Iowa State outright. They got us all paid last week, laying 22 points and covering against Kent. They own the fourth-ranked defense in the nation. They give up just 10 points a game. Guys, their stop unit gets offenses off the field in three and outs and creates turnovers. By the way, five big takeaways already on the campaign. Anyway, they get offenses off the field so quickly that opposing defenses are on the field so long they get worn down and run out of gas. Not only that, but this is one of the healthiest teams in college football, in the nation. They list one player on the roster as questionable. To me, going into three and four games, the third and fourth week for some of these teams, that's just uh, that's the most amazing stat of all. They got one guy listed as questionable. This is a healthy team. Then I want to talk about Spencer Petras, Tyler Goodson, both solid athletes, more importantly, these two offenders make very few, if any, mistakes. And to me, college football is about mistakes. If you're not turning the ball over and you're not creating turnovers, you're not going to put W's in the win column. And I think that's, the, that's definitely the most important thing. All right, both very solid. Now, I want to talk Colorado State, guys. With all respect to Colorado State fans, this team is a doormat. They are a doormat, a doormat, a doormat. Last week, they beat Toledo. Don't get your hopes up. Look closely at this game. Their offense didn't score a single point. They got a punt return for a touchdown and five field goals. Guys, if they couldn't score on the Rockets, how in the heck are they going to score on the Hawkeyes? Here are some against-the-spread trends for you guys. Five Iowa, 5-1-1 five, one, one, the last seven games played at home. 4-0 the last four non-conference matchups. 4-0 the last four games played in the month of September. Guys, don't worry about laying the wood here because CSU ain't no Paul Bunyan. They ain't chopping that wood. Take Iowa, lay the points again. This is my third week in a row with them, and we're going to continue winning in Iowa, get paid on that spread, guys. They're going to win this game. They're going to crush this team, and they're going to show the rest of the conference what they're made of. Joe, uh, Joe Madden, what do, what do you think of Iowa this week? I I, I love that Iowa defense, and it's homecoming in, at Iowa, so we know that they get up for it. We talked about the kettle corn at Iowa, and I'm a big fan of that as well. <laughs> um, I like it. It's sweet. It's salty. It kind of pushes all the buttons for me. You know what? I ended up eating ice cream for lunch yesterday after talking about the kettle corn. <laughs> and normally I only eat ice cream once a day. And then yesterday I had it twice a day. So it was, you know, it was a big day for me, but uh, Joe, what do you day for you? Obviously oh. I'm with you guys on Iowa here. We talked about it yesterday. I think this team is going to come out way too strong for Colorado state. Um, the three and all in the season, three and all against the spread, um, easily cover today. I'm with you on Iowa, Joe. I, I, I just I think they absolutely crush them. This one almost made my premium plays. It it was on the list of premium plays for me, and it just it it just missed. There was a few other games that I, that I that I don't know. I like a little more. If I would have gone to like you know a, 
more plays, which I could have easily done today, this one would have been on the list for sure. It was it was a game that Joe and I talked about all week on our on our other on our afternoon shows. Mitch, if I may, uh, when I have ice cream regularly for lunch, and I want to tell you how I even it out, I wait in, in my house until I hear the ice cream truck pass me by about two minutes. Then I run after it. So I run about a mile. So I figure it evens out. If I'm going to eat six <laughs> or seven ice cream bars, I just ran a mile or two after the ice cream truck. It evens out. I love it. Nothing will go to ice cream in the afternoon. I like how you think. That is that is <laughs> strong thinking right there. <laughs> I love it. So uh, I've, got a, I've got a second game if you'd like, Mitch. Absolutely. All right. I want to talk Kentucky, South Carolina. Now, sports fans, for all you Gamecock fans out there that are excited that after six straight losses and no coverage to finish last season's campaign, that this season, South Carolina has a record of 2-1 straight up, 2-0-1 against the number. Let's pump those brakes a bit, guys. Mark Stoops and his Wildcats have won six of the last seven meetings in the series straight up. More importantly, seven of the last eight against the spread. The most recent matchup, you may recall last December, a massacre. Kentucky shellacked South Carolina 41-18. to This season, Kentucky's already 3-1 straight up, 2-1 against the number. Talk about those wins and, and those against the spread, and that against the spread loss. They beat ULM and then bested Missouri. Then in a sandwich spot, I think they took it easy on Chattanooga looking ahead to this matchup. Let me talk about Will, Will Levi's. He's a pen transfer. He is a heck of a gunslinger. 64% completion rate, 800 yards passing, 7-4 to four on the ratio. Then there is one of the most amazing, really underrated running backs in the country, Chris Rodriguez, 377 yards rushing, four scores. I feel the tandem is going to keep the Gamecocks defense backpedaling all game while the stellar, and I mean stellar defense of the Wildcats, shut down the very pedestrian offense of the Gamecocks. A couple of ATS trends, guys, South Carolina, 1-6 the last seven in conference play. One five and one, the last seven played as a home dog. Two and six, the last eight played versus teams with a winning record. I'm laying the short price for Kentucky. Or I really do think that this game is going to get out of hand. I think Kentucky is that much better. I like Mark Stoops. I like this defense. This game is going to get uglier than a Kardashian before cosmetic surgery. Trust me, it's going to get ugly, Mitch. I'm t- that's funny, but it's true. Take a look at those Kardashians before cosmetic surgery. But, guys, listen, <laughs> it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly. I like Kentucky. I think I saw a five on the game. It might be a five and a half laying around. But either way, under six or seven, I think this is a very, very good play. I'm on the other side here. I like South Carolina at home. SEC teams at home, you know, just kind of a thing for me. I just think that, uh, you know, South Carolina, not a horrible team. I think Kentucky probably wins this game. I think South Carolina finds a way to lose it. Um, I just think they might stay inside the number here. You know, South Carolina coming off a tough loss between the hedges last week against Georgia. Going to be a little bit salty. Uh, You know, I think Stoops is a good coach, not a great coach. They're generally fast starters and slow finishers, so they they are at that right time of year. This game, you know, I don't have a I don't have a wager on the game, but it's a lean to South Carolina with the points only. But I think Kentucky wins. It's one of those games where it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> they win by this much or they win by this. You know, it's it's a little 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 tight for me, but. Uh, I, I could you I could probably be talked off of South Carolina pretty easily. 
Well, I'll tell you, Mitch, you know, this is a game that almost made it as a premium play for me. And uh, it didn't because I, I just felt really strongly about the games that did make it as premium plays. But I do like this game. Um, I do think that I do like Mark Stoops. I do like this defense. And I think the defense is is going to gonna be the difference in this game. But that's why sports fans out there and viewers, that's why I love being on the Pick Talk Show, because we have a slew of different types of handicappers that have different angles, but yet documented winners across the board. And the transparency, because next week, whether I win or I lose, if I win, I'll give Mitch some slack. If I lose, Mitch is going to give me some slack. All in good fun, but I want you to know that's why the Pick Talk Show is so great, because we're not all cookie cutters of each other. Certainly nobody, I mean, very few of us talk the same, look the same, speak the same, or have the same angles on games. And that's why the Pick Dog Show is the best out there, guys. Well, speaking of which, Joe Madden, what do you think of this one? Because Joe is uh, Joe, Joe's not one to usually just nod her head and agree with people either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know what? I'm not taking a side on this one, you guys. I'm looking at this over. And yes, surprisingly, um, we've got two really strong defenses. But I think in this matchup... We're going to see a lot more out of these offenses. I think this number is too low. I'm seeing 49 and a half, 49 on some books. So I'm hitting this over in this one. There you go. I love it. I, I could see that as well. Joe, tell us about what you got for sale. I have on the board here, Joe D's strongest, three strongest NCAA Saturday winners. I know you've been pretty hot with your football for the last yeah, 25 I mean, years. Yeah, <laughs> I looked good for my age, yeah, for the last millennium. Um, <laughs> Canute Rockney was coaching. Um, I'll tell you guys, you know, I, I, so far between college and pro football, Mitch, Joe, uh, I put out 10 big games, 9-1 and one with big game releases. And today I feel is about my strongest card I put out in college football in years, certainly the biggest this year. Uh, and I think going back, I look back last year, and I even think over last year, I've got four big games on the board. I have one early game. Uh, I have my 18-4 Annihilator, my 25-4 Odds Makers Mistake, my 28-7 Consensus, which are 3-0 and this season, and my biggest release of the year thus far, my Big 12 Game of the Month. Now, there's one of these games sports fans goes off early, but I wanted you guys who might be catching the show a little later or going to the website a little later to take advantage of my three strongest plays. So I put up a three-game discounted package mix over at PickDogs. Whatever you do, you follow me today, you're going to make some money because I really do feel this is about the highest-rated card I have seen since at least going back to the beginning of last season. Awesome. Well, we wish you luck today, and uh, we're, sh we're sure that those three strong plays are super strong because uh, you don't just use those words lightly, that's for sure. But uh, appreciate it, Mitch. I love you guys, man. I can't, can't wait to come back on tomorrow. I might be a little deaf. I'm going to NASCAR today. So my voice may be even louder. So sports fans, you may have to lower your volume on your computers. <laughs> yeah, even though you do it every time I come on. Thank you for having me. Did Joe. they do the parade down the strip for NASCAR this year? Because they always do the parade right down the middle of the strip. And then, you know. I don't know, Mitch. There was uh, something going on last night where they closed the ship off for several blocks. There was something going on. and uh, I It had to be the NASCAR day. parade. They they do it every year been. for the big race. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm usually out there, you know, well, football season. But I'm you know, actually, this year, you know, last you, you got to get out here because there's a lot of stuff opening up. I've got those tickets for the for the Raider games. We've got a lot of things happening. We've got some great shows. We just talked Michael Bublé last night. Tonight, Derek Huff. I gotta go. My wife's got a crush on him. Tomorrow, Sticks. I'm just looking forward. I'm just happy Vegas is opening up. And now that Vegas is opening up, everybody on the panel, please come out. Joe, Mitch, Chris, Rod, everybody, Brian, Ronnie, Joe Vaughn, come on out. 
Let's have some fun. But anybody out there, any of the viewers too, you come out to Vegas, hit me up. If I can't meet you, I'll get you some show tickets. Well, watch, I'm going to get like a thousand requests for like Raiders tickets, but I'm always available to meet any of the people that support me over here or pick dogs or any of the pick dogs through. Mitch, thank you for having me once again. Joe, I can't wait till tomorrow. We'll see who has bragging rights after today's South Carolina-Kentucky matchup, Mitch. Uh, everybody on the show, good luck. To everybody out there, good luck. Have a winning day, and thank you. Thanks, Joe. Uh, all the best today, Joe. Thank you. Once again, that was Joe D'Amico here with his uh, college football uh, picks for this week. He had two picks in that one. He had uh, Kentucky and... Uh, Iowa. Iowa. I like that Iowa pick. I got to say, I think the Kentucky is a, a little bit of a reach for me on that one. I just, I like <laughs> South Carolina uh, at home in at the SEC contest. But, uh, you know, I thought, I thought that, uh, I, like I said, I think this card is really good. And I think, you know, after this week when we head into conference play, it's going to be even, uh, even more exciting as we see. We're seeing this week la- less cupcake games. You know, yeah, is what we're we seeing this week. Are. And, um, you know, we, we can't talk about cupcakes without bringing in our next guest, and that's Chris Ruffalo. Loves a good cupcake. And, uh, you know, I, I always say the best slice of cake is better, or the worst slice of cake is better than the very best cupcake. But Ruffalo, I have a feeling, has, you know, really some strong <laughs> expertise in this er- area. Chris, um, what, do you, what do you think? You like a good cupcake or you like a slice of cake? You know, you think in here mitch how dare you there is no such thing as a worse slice of cake well <laughs> is boston cream pie a cake or a pie gotta be a pie i think it's a cake that's yeah, a cake i think it's a cake. really you know it's got yeah. but it says pie in the name i know I've but it's got slices it. of yellow yeah, cake but... with you know it's slices of yellow cake, cake. it's not in a tin <laughs> okay I'm, really. I'm gonna have to google it because i don't even know what it looks like oh no, then, it's, then you know why do you if, if it's if why it's, don't well, i have an opinion <laughs> No, no, it's. I didn't say why do you have a pig. I have a wife. I understand you never say that. It's like, I understand. It's just like, I don't even go anywhere near that. It's like, okay, why? If it says pie, does it look like a cake? You guys are right. It's a cake. Yeah, it's a cake all the way. My, yeah, yeah, my argument is why do you drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? Good point. It's a good one, Chris. But I just, I don't know. It's Boston cream pie. But well, um, can we, we can all just agree it's delicious. It's, we don't have to worry about if it's cake or pie. It's delicious. <laughs> so college football season, delicious. we're in week four. We know you do um, a lot of the write-ups at sportschatplace.com. You've been doing it for a long time. And, you know, of course, now co-hosting the drive through with Tony T. You have, you've been doing the soccer videos with Goran. Um, no, I, I heard there was a mention of me during the Lazio video, but uh, I uh, – didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but um, I have a strict no Lazio uh, policy with Goran. He's not allowed to do premium picks on on Lazio games. It's uh, I don't think he's ever won one. So <laughs> yeah, that, that might have that might have been the mention. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you put in Lazio again, you're out of here. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I can't do it anymore. I'm not grading this thing. Yeah, that's why I said. I said, "Why are we doing the Lazio video?" Mitch is going to have a conniption when he finds out this this happened. But uh, uh, Goran's like, "No, we had to do it. It's one of the biggest games on the board." I'm like, "Okay, fine. Well, I'm I'm just I'm not taking the heat for this though." Well, what's a game you got for us in college football action today? Well, 
one of my favorite games on the board, I think that I'm going to be giving out as a free play is the Missouri Tigers. Now, yes, you know, the Boston College Eagles coming into this one three and oh, but again, I'm going to steal a phrase from Joe D. You got to pump the brakes on this one because you look at what Boston College has been up against. They've been up against a Temple team starting their backup quarterback. They're, they played a, um, a UMass team starting their backup quarterback and an FCS team in Colgate who probably has a better job, you know, brushing teeth than they do playing college football. But uh, you, but they're going to have their toughest test here against the Missouri team starting Connor Basilak, one of the better quarterbacks, I think, in the SEC. And he's thrown for almost 900 yards, nine touchdowns, and only one interception this year. And Missouri's got a player, uh, sorry, a playmaker in Tyler Beatty who's been one of the more underrated running backs in college football, in, in my opinion. And you look at Boston College, well, they're also going to be a team without their starting quarterback. Phil Jerkovich had a hand surgery earlier this or a couple weeks ago. And uh, I just think this is a spot where you're going to see an SEC, SEC team flex some muscle over an ACC team. I, this, I have no idea why the line is this low. I'm all over Missouri in this one. Joe, any take on yeah, this one? Yeah, you know what? You know what? I don't have um, a play on this one today. So my gut is those still Boston College. You know, they're 3-0, and 2-1 against the spread. There's just something about Missouri. They haven't been covering the spread. I'm just not loving them in this matchup. Um, this is a stay away for me. So, because I really, I really don't know. Everyone knows I'm an Eli Drinkowitz guy, but at the same time, uh, this run defense is just an absolute sieve. And if you can't stop the run, you can't win college football games, especially on the road. I'm a little worried against this Boston College attack. Um, Boston College um, has a – I know it's the SEC has dominated the ACC this year, right? We know that, right? But in this game, you know, we look at the, at the matchup itself, and I, I would have to say, you know, the Missouri – being this bad against the run, they got absolutely sliced by Kentucky in that game. And, you know, we just heard from Joe D'Amico, his feelings about Kentucky. But, you know, 127th in the nation um, against against the run. Teams are running 269.3 yards per game against them and also allowing 29 points per game. This is very un-Missouri-like. You know, this is a team that, you know, we're, are known. You look around the NFL and it's like the sack masters all went to Missouri, right? And it's like, but, you know, you can't sack a running back. And I think that's part of the issue here. You look at the BC offense, 31st in the nation at rushing the football, 205.7 yards per game. I get it. They played UMass. I, I fully understand that. But at the same time, you know, they're not going to beat themselves either. And, uh, you know, that, that we know about Boston College teams. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little sketchy on this pick, Chris. Yeah, that's okay. We can't all always agree, but uh, yeah, it's just one of my favorite plays on the board, just because I am an Eli Drinkwitz guy as well, and I think that maybe this is a a get right spot for the Missouri Tigers. Anyone have a thought on this total? Both of these offenses are able to score quite high. Um, Missouri is 40 points per game, and Boston College is at 41. So. I think well, we're gonna. Scoring. I think that's a good angle, Joe. I can see some points in this one. The Boston College defense is ranked twelfth in the nation, eighteenth against the pass, and thirty sixth against the run. But like I said, you know, it's Temple, UMass, and Colgate. It's not, you know, it's not Alabama, Auburn, and Michigan or something, right? So it's always tough to tell in these out of conference games, and this is why I struggle early in the season. 
um, in college football. Well, that along with just some stupid ass picks that I've made, but it's like, you know, generally at the beginning of the year is when I do struggle in most sports. And it's because, you know, in these out of conference games, it's always tough to get a real read on them. Missouri played in conference against Kentucky. And like I said, they did not hold up in that game. They allowed 236 yards rushing against Kentucky in, in, it just doesn't bode well here. But, you know, we saw them put points on the board as well. So, you know, I like the over too. Yeah, I like the over. I think that 58 is pretty low. I'm seeing 58. Actually, I love that over. The more I look at these stats. Chris, what else you have for us? Another one, I'm going to look at one of the uh, the marquee games and a game that's getting a lot of attention. You know, if you're a Clemson Tigers fan, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned. You know, this is a, Mitch, you talked about a, a Clem, or an Ohio State team that, that's ranked in the hundreds in defense. Well, you got a Clemson team that's 102nd in the country in terms of passing yards per game, 95th in rushing, and they're 106th in scoring, putting up just 22 points a game. That was after last week's uh, narrow 14-8 win over Georgia Tech as a 27.5-point home favorites. And the offense just isn't clicking under uh, DJ Ulagalele, and it's just, it's, it's, it's unfathomable for a Clemson team. This is looking like a Clemson team that's more Kelly Bryant than Trevor Lawrence or a Deshaun Watson, and this is just a, a, a tough spot against an NC State team that is going to come in, I think, with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, not feeling they get a, the, the respect they deserve, and uh, I think this is going to be a smash-mouth game all the way, and I'm looking at the under 48 here. I just think that if you take all the numbers away, this is still a, a good Clemson defense. And yes, while NC State can put up points in bunches, uh, I think this is just going to be tough sledding on both sides. I wouldn't be surprised if this game struggles to hit 30 points. Joe? Yeah, give me the Wolfpack in this one all day with the points. I agree with you. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, tough battle. And a spread of 10 is just too much for this Clemson team. We're not seeing the same Clemson team we used to with Trevor Lawrence. And I think the books are still working on that where people – Think of Clemson as Trevor Lawrence. So give me the Wolfpack to uh, cover the spread today with those 10 points. I think it, you know, this is another one that I had on the, on my list of when I first go through all the games and I say, all right, these are going to be my premium picks. Right. And I just write down and it's like half the games <laughs> I end up on the list. And you know, before I whittle down NC state was originally on my list, but you know, I started to look a little deeper and I'm just not as sure NC state at home has been, a lot better than the road. They're similar to Maryland, right? Where they're really good at home. They're they're okay on the road because they have good enough athletes to get them through against the lesser teams, but against the good teams, they get stomped on the road, right? So Clemson, you know, generally are slow starters. We saw them last year against Syracuse struggle at home also almost losing that game too. But now you start to look, you start to dig into this line and it did drop from 10 and a half to 10 at the open, but now it's back to 10 and a half. And that's with betting pressure on NC State with 54% of the money on NC State. You're now seeing inverse line movement to Clemson. And um, to me, that makes this a no play. For, uh, it's either NC State money line or Clemson's going to beat them by 50 is, is, is the way that I see this one. I don't know. Just my take. The hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you see a scenario where NC State wins this game outright? Absolutely, I, I do. I think there there is a spot where where you could see NC State. <clears throat> excuse me, where Devin Leary just comes out and throws all over the field. 
or at least maybe there's a there's a last second uh, field goal that goes NC State's way here. Yeah, you know, like I said, I just haven't been impressed with with Clemson's offense this year under a new starting quarterback. It just looks like they're they're struggling to adjust to life without Trevor Lawrence. Yes, you know this is a, a Clemson team that, like you said, Mitch has historically started slow, but usually they have it figured out by now. And and at this point, it's it just it's. It's almost a case with Clemson. I never thought I'd have to say this with a Davos Sweeney Clemson team, but it's almost a case of where I have to, I'll see it when I, or I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I, I, until then, you know, I think you have to uh, take a shot. I Me mean, potentially you're getting great value with NC State on the money line. There's nothing saying that the Wolf, Wolfpack can't upset Clemson at home here. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, you know, someone like me, you know, Maybe an NC State Akron money line parlay or something. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that would be great if they came out and beat Ohio State. It, and Ohio State's my team, but I'd love to see it. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen either. But come on, Ohio State has been playing terrible defensively. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if it happened. They're a sieve. It, it's going to be one of those things we look back and go, damn, should have bet that yesterday. Yeah. It's like, you know, I was joking. <laughs> he was, Mitch was joking about it on the show, but actually. <laughs> Chris, what else do you have for today? Uh, my last one for the day is a, a game that, you know, which I think you talked about on the drive through this, uh, this Louisville-Florida State matchup. It, it's kind of been calling my name but in terms of a total. You know, I, I'm looking at the over here. This is a Florida State team that, yes, we were a, a lot is being made about that loss to Jacksonville State and you know an 0 3 record, but I have to think that you know this is a spot where uh, where Florida State kind of kind of puts their big boy pants on and, and and steps up to play a Louisville team that can put up put up points in bunches like we saw them do against UCF. We saw what uh, Louisville can do when they finally live up to their potential under Malik Cunningham at quarterback. And well, Florida State, this is still a Florida State team that hung 38 points on Notre Dame at home and well. This is where you're starting to see a reasonable total at 61. I can, 61 sounds like a lot, but again, for these two teams with that can put points on the board, 61 is a reasonable total. And I could see this being another replica of that UCF game for Louisville where it finishes 42-35, or for Florida State, that Notre Dame game, it was 41-38. So I think we're going to get around 70 points in that one. I'm looking at the over. I could see it happening. The Florida State defense has looked like a sieve, and Louisville's defense certainly nothing to write home about, especially on the road. They're going to – I mean, <laughs> it's Louisville. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you all day on this over. You know, we see two teams whose secondaries really are not um, stopping much, and these offenses are going to light up the board tonight. So give me that over 61. I'm with you. Chris, I see you have a CFB Saturday Super 7 pack today. It's – uh the generic CFB Super 7, but it is the Super 7 nonetheless. How many plays are you give, You got in that package? Um, if my math is right, I think seven. Okay. But I, I, I could be wrong, but uh, not, you know, today I got, I got a little something for everybody. If college football is not your game, if you're interested in that Super 7, well, I got an MLB 3-pack. There's something for everybody at Pick Dogs, because I can't stress this enough. The best value, whether it's just me or, or with another cap or the, or the two for one cap deal, are those long term passes. The three seven or thirty day, a three day alone today is what the, the super seven pack that Mitch was referencing. Fifty bucks for an extra twenty bucks, you're getting an extra two days worth of plays. NFL, MLB, you know, some of the best value I think in sports handicapping across the board here. Like I said, that two for one cap or deal. Pair me up with anyone on the show, whether it's Joe, Mitch, Javan, Rod, anyone you see here. Some of your best value. Go check that out over at Pick Dogs. 
Well, Chris, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I'm just reading through the comments here. I'm gonna have to ask Joe D'Amico to get me a stick shirt. For, uh, <laughs> I don't have one. I gotta get one. I want the Grand Illusion one though. I don't want the you know the Mr. Roboto stuff. Anyways, Chris, thanks for joining us, and uh, I'm gonna go with cake on the uh, on today's uh, pie. You're gonna be with us tomorrow for NFL football. Uh, as sure as I am that Boston cream pie is a cake, absolutely, I will. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, Chris. Thanks for joining us. That was best of luck, Chris. That was Chris Ruffalo. Of course, you can see him every day, uh, well, five days a week on the drive through with Tony T. And uh, Joe, kind of ripping through today's card, and uh, you know the cappers definitely. You know, I think the the fun part of this show, it's like you know, it's not just me and you arguing with Brian and Rod all day. It's kind of like <laughs> we're getting a different take from a bunch of different cappers here, and you know, you could kind of see that everyone has a different way of doing things, and that's how you land on different sides. A lot of people when they read the website or they you know they get confused, they think that. You know, we're all about like a, a site consensus. Like we all sit around a coffee table with like, you know, hookers and blow and have this big party and decide like, you know, what kind of, you know, what picks we're going to have and stuff. But, yeah. you know, definitely not happening. It's not the way that it really works. It's kind of like everybody is their own person. And that's we we like that. You know, that's kind of what it's all about is that. There's a variety. There's a variety of different styles. Some people are like, you know, oh, I only play, you know, three picks a day. I only play one pick a day. We have got people for that. We have some people that put out, you know, nine picks, ten picks. You know, it's like we have something for everyone. It's kind of what it's all about. But we've got uh, one of the young guns out there, Ron Romanelli, um, up next from Gainesville. Um, bring Ron back on. Last week we talked uh, to Ron about that two-point conversion attempt. Does it feel any better today? <laughs> uh, not quite. You know, it's still a stinging loss. But, you know, big rivalry game today for those Gators uh, at the Swamp against Tennessee. So let's see if they can respond in, uh, in a big way against one of their bigger rivals. But this really, this rivalry has been pretty one-sided as of late. Uh, I think the Gators are on a real big win streak when it comes to straight-up wins against Tennessee. So should be a good game at the Swamp. What is... Um... What's the general fan opinion? We all, everyone knows my opinion on Dan Mullen, but what's the general fan opinion of this guy who really has never won anything, right, as a head coach? He, he had Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, and, you know, he started the season. They were actually got them. He got them to number one ranked in the country before they lost about four or five in a row. But generally, he was about a six and six guy at Mississippi State because of the SEC bowl tie-ins. He would go to a nice bowl game every year. But, um, you know, What's the general consensus there? He, he, he hasn't really, he's got the Gators to the mountain. He has got them to the championship game, which is, well, a quarter of the goal. The goal is to win the SEC championship in Florida every year. That is the, on top of the board um, every single year. Steve, Sur- Steve Spurrier set that precedent, and he said, you know, our goal every season is to win the SEC championship, and then we worry about everything else after that. Um, I think, you know. It's going to take a win over Georgia. If they lose to Georgia, what's what is are they going to call for this guy's head? Well, I think the general fan, you know, opinion on Mullen is he's a fan favorite. I mean, a lot of a lot of the fans really like him. You know, he does a lot for the college itself, and the university. Um, you know, he's he's in and out, and uh, he, he's honestly just a well liked guy in terms of Gator fans. Um, you know, obviously some people are going to disagree with some of the things he does, you know, play call wise, but. Um, I'd say his, his, you know, he's. I think he's going to be a Gator for quite some time. Um, 
you know, beating Georgia would definitely help his resume and keeping him for longer. But I mean, he was just extended, I think, a contract extension this past offseason. Um, so, you know, obviously the goal is always SEC championship, college football playoff. You know, there's nothing less than that. Not, you know, only losing to Alabama by two points is not what you want to see if you're a Gator fan. You know, that's not the expectation. So he definitely has, you know, stuff to live for, you know, and stuff to coach for um, left on the table. But I do think that the fans really like Dan Mullen. All right. Well, what do you got for us here today for your first pick? Yeah, my first play, I'm going to go to that USF and BYU game. I'm going to fade the USF Bulls yet again. Just really not convinced with this team at all on either side of the ball. Um, you looked at their last game against Florida A&M. They were not able to cover the 22-point spread at home. Just a game that USF looked completely sloppy on both sides of the ball, especially in the second half. You know, Florida A&M was able to torch the secondary in that second half and find that cover. It was a 21-point final score, or 38-17, to but it felt like a two-touchdown game. It actually felt like Florida A&M was playing the, as a better team in that second half. BYU, on the other side, a team that's scheduled plenty of really good games this year against plenty of Pac-12 teams, a couple of Mountain West and uh, ACC school in Virginia. So this is a team, you know, a lot of expectations. They've already 3-0 and this season, and I think this is a feel-good type of win. You get a blowout W at home. I don't see USF hanging around, so I'll lay the points with BYU. Joe, BYU would be in first place if they played in the Pac-12, um, beating three Pac-12 teams in their first three games. They have scheduled up uh, South Florida. I don't know, that game against uh, Florida where they covered, it wasn't like mm-hmm. they did anything. I thought it was really just poor quarterback play by uh, Jones for Florida, telegraphing his passes and throwing those interceptions. When the Gators basically had their way in that game, they ran all over them, and um, they could have won. You know, it could have been a sixty-three to nothing type game in that one, just like the forty-five nothing beatdown that we saw in the opening Thursday at NC State for USF. This is their first time back on the road since uh, that forty-five nothing game. Joe, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I'm loving BYU all day though in this game. I think they come out. I think they win this one. Um, they're going to have a great game. I'm just trying to find what the line was on this one again. I think 20, it's up to 23 and a half. 23 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, give it to me all day long. I love BYU in this situation. Joe Madden, BYU, I'm with you. We're going to make it uh, three BYUs here. I think they steamroll them. Looks a little obvious, a little square, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, doesn't matter. I think this is one of those ones where, uh, you know, I think – for good reason, you know. Yeah, absolutely. For good reason. This, it, yeah, you know, throwing the al- square, throwing the altitude in that BYU crowd. I mean, you know, I know they're not known for this, but you know, I've been on the internet for quite some time, and I got to tell you, these guys are tough customers. These BYU people. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a few choice words for me over the years. I'm taking BYU. What time is <laughs> I know BYU better. Game? Um, it's pretty late, I believe. Okay. Let me see. 10.30 Eastern or something? 10.15 Eastern. Perfect. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think you'll catch USF sleep in there. But, 4.15 uh, Hawaii I, time. Uh, <laughs> I'll be sleeping. Um, but for this next game, I'm going to talk about the Louisiana and uh, Georgia Southern game. You know, this one also is a little bit of a public play, but, I mean, Georgia Southern really off to a rough start to the season. You know, this, they're known as a triple option team, but they're actually passing the ball a little bit more than usual this season. Hasn't really boded well, bode well for them. 15 points per game, 330 
total yards per game. The offense has not done well at all. Last two games, they were held to around 250 yards of total offense. Even in, in their FCS game against Gardner-Webb, they only won the game by five points. The defense is giving up the run and the pass in bunches. The secondary has given up at least 330 passing yards in each of their first three games of the season. And now you got a Louisiana team that, you know, obviously lost their first game against Texas, had big expectations going into the year. But, you know, this is still a team that wants the Sun Belt championship, and they can do it if they run the table. And this is, you know, a conference game. It means a lot to both of these teams. But Louisiana has the ability to run the ball, obviously to pass the ball with Levi Lewis. And I think that you're going to see a three-touchdown victory by Louisiana. So I'll lay the points with the Raging Cajuns. The, uh, the betters agree with you as the line is moving higher in this game. Joe? And a Ruffalo this one. Straight Ruffalo. No opinion Ruffalo whatsoever. No, no opinion whatsoever in this one. And I could see it. I mean, the Sud Belt's yeah. not for everyone. We know that. No. But, um, you know, for me, it's like I like Louisiana in this one as well. We saw them against Texas. They looked absolutely overmatched in that game. And we see some of the statistics. still They're still paying the price for that. You know, Texas is a big, fast team. And in Austin, you know, against a team like ULL, even with Steve Sarkeesian coaching, you know, they have the ability to cover. So I think you can pa- yeah. give them a, a pass on that, a Ruffalo. But I think what you can't give a pass on is a team that's ranked 127th against the pass, and that is Georgia Southern, 128th overall in defense, 531.7 yards per game. Everyone knows I'm a defensive guy. I can't let that slide, right? I mean, I, I just can't do it. It's not within me. Um, you know, Louisiana, even you throw out the Texas game. I mean, they're even with the Texas game, they're 36th in the nation in passing against that 127th ranked pass defense. This could be 40, 50 points. This is first half Louisiana. It's like I missed this as a premium pick, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is if it, it, Louisiana has to get off to the hot start. If they do, if they go up 21 nothing, I can't see Georgia Southern coming back because, like we mentioned, this is a triple option team that has not been able to move the ball. So, you know, I think if you get you jump out to that big lead with Louisiana, there's no looking back. I think they'll they don't even have to keep their foot in the gas pedal. I think they'll just coast to the cover and victory. So. That's why I, I think that Georgia Southern's in a bad spot, even at home in this one. Georgia Southern, 116th in points allowed per game. But um, they don't turn the ball over, which is really a weird thing, right? That they've only turned the ball over once this season, yet they've still allowed 36 <laughs> points per game. Of course, they haven't forced a takeaway yet either, but um, you know, at the same time. It's like normally when you see teams that give up, you know, 35, 40 points a game, they're turnover machines, you know, but uh, not Georgia Southern. This is a gift that keeps on giving. I think I'm all over this one. (laughs) I'm glad you're joining me on that one, but I will. um, I will take a note. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, I I might as well just put it in right now. There you go. Um, (laughs) While I'm talking about this Oregon State and USC game, um, I like two plays in this one. I like the Oregon State Beavers getting the points, and I like the over. I think you got a good old-fashioned Pac-12 shootout on our hands. Two teams that can pass the ball but really can't stop the pass. Um, you know, So Oregon State, the first two games, gave up over 300 yards passing in the first two games. Sure, they did great against Idaho, but who hasn't? And you looked at USC, they're also struggling defensively, more so against the run. But even against the pass, we saw against San Jose State, they gave up 308 passing yards, and they're 
definitely putting up you know, a lot of points, 400 passing yards in the last game against Washington State. I think both teams are in the 30s in this one, so I definitely like the over. And I do think it's going to be a 10-point, 7-point win for USC. So I do think there's some value in Oregon State with the points here. The Sharps are all over Oregon State, and I'm going to agree with them on this one. So I'll take the Beavers. I'm with you. I like the Beavers in this one as well. Joe? I'm loving that over. I really do see a high-scoring game, like you said, um, 35, 39 kind of points in this one. So, yeah, give me that over all day long. Yeah, you know, it's weird because two weeks ago at USC, they fired their coach two games into the season. Now they beat Washington State, who stinks, and all is all is well. You know, 11-point yeah. favorites. They open as 13-point favorites in this one. As Ron said, the Sharps just pounding this one down as um, the big money. And you got to have to remember, USC is actually a big money team. Um, the, prox- oh, yeah. the proximity to Vegas is, is, is there. And, um, you know, we're seeing 50%, 50-50 on the bets. Just uh, and seventy five percent of the money on Oregon State and the line coming down two full points in this thing. So all yep. looks uh, it looks almost too obvious, but uh, yeah, I'll still take, little, I'll still take maybe two. a public dog, but I still I think Oregon State's got it, and I do like that over as when well. When the line moves with it, generally it's okay. Yeah, yeah, but and there's still some time for some more line movement. If it goes to ten and a half, then I'm really liking it, but. Um, yeah, that's my three plays for the day. Um, as far as what I have for sale today, I have my uh, college football seven pack. You get all seven of my best plays. And I, I, you don't hear me say I love today's card all the time. Just like the, everybody else on the show, it seems, I really love today's card. I actually had 21 plays that I had as my final cut picks. Had to whittle it down to these seven. And, uh, it, you know, I don't like to say game of the year, game of the month too often because I never know what's coming around the corner. But there's a few of them that could definitely be game of the month, game of the year candidates. I think it's going to be a really good day. We haven't had the best week this week, but this would be the perfect day for a big bounce back. I'm feeling a five and two, six and one, seven and zero oh kind of day. So uh, hop aboard. You can get all seven plays for forty five dollars. It's about six dollars, 40 cents a play. Can't beat that. Let's take down those books. You want to go long term, you get my NFL tomorrow. Uh, so let's take them down together. So, uh, all right. 21 plays. Bittler uh, would, would have liked to have seen all 21 on the board in that one, I'm sure. We'll have to ask him <laughs> his take would. on the 21 play card. Um, you know, just parlay them all together. That's, uh, I'm sure that's what Brian would say. Why not? <laughs> 50 <Yep>. bucks. <laughs> $50 parlay. 21 teams. Why not? Why stop at 21? Yeah, let's keep going. 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Ron. We'll see you tomorrow for NFL football. Uh, of course, you can, luck, Ron. you can you uh, can read Ron's write-ups over at PickDogs.com. And him and I have been doing uh, just some select games, really no no particular <laughs> uh, emphasis on anything uh, at at Sports Chat Place. We just cover about four games um, each of the each of the days of the weekend. So be sure to check those out as well. But thanks, Ron. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, Ron. Okay, Neil saying in the comments, five dollars pays one hundred and thirty thousand. On what is that, Neil? That's probably the twenty-one game parlay. <laughs> oh, okay, I like it. Uh, it'd be interesting because I, when I start off mine, I usually have a big number like that. I don't, I don't know if I have twenty, but um, I usually have a lot. So it'd be interesting to see um, how many of his matched up with mine, or how many were on the exact opposite side. My guess is probably a lot of both. But um, 
But we are about halfway through the show, and uh, I'm just when I start doing this stuff behind, I can I can admit what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get it all in order. But we bring on for the first time, Jovan Berts, one of the hottest cappers at uh, Pick Dogs. He's been hot since since he joined us about a year ago. We got um, so we run every year a become a capper contest, and James Clark won the contest, and but it was close. It was super, super close. And Rod was running the contest, and I said, this guy, I think, is as good as the guy that won. He might even be better, you know? So it's kind of like we got to reach out to him. And then at the same time, he reached out to me. So it was kind of like, and he didn't just say, hey, I should have won, or, you know, your guys all stink, I'm the best. He was like, hey, man, I put in all my picks. I nailed a lot of winners. I think, you know, I could do this and whatever. And, you know, here we are a year later, and he's – on top of the leaderboard, absolutely on fire. So, welcome to the show for the uh, first time. We, you know, good to see you, and uh, you're killing it. You're muted, though. Said so thanks for the kind words, Mitch. Joe, welcome aboard. Thank you. So, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your picks today. Me too. <laughs> I got my pen out. It's like, I'm all ready. It's like, what if, I mean, so the past week, I think, what have you hit? Like, I mean, like 90% or something. So it's like, I've been on heaters before. So I've seen them. And you and Rod right now are just like smoking them, you know? So, I mean, by all means, this is, this is a good segment to listen. You know, we ask people all the time in our audience, like who they want to see, you know, on the show. And, you were, you were the name that came up. So we're glad you're here with us. And, of course, we hope this is just the first of many appearances here on our Saturdays. And we also do Sunday NFL shows. So you're always welcome. But let's go, Joe. Get it started. Is it Jovan or Jovan? Because Tony calls you Jovan, but I always thought it was Jovan. Nah, Jovan. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But Tony calls you Jovan. So it's like, I don't want to call him. <laughs> it's, like, I don't wanna, it's like Tony doesn't ask. He just kind of improvises, you know, but. I, I ask here. So, uh, anyways, Jovan, what do you got for us today? All right. Well, I got three um, games that I keyed in on. You know, I don't really rate them. You know, they just fell outside of my on my premiums. So, you know, I just picked three select games. Now, the first one starts in about an hour. You know, um, Chicago neutral site game, Notre Dame versus um, uh, Wisconsin, and I'm on Wisconsin in this one. You know, I hear a lot of chatter about. Well, I, I actually, when I first at first glance, I I said Notre Dame, but then as I started, you know, digging in and um going through it, you know, I I I I realized a couple things. Now, this is a veteran bunch from the Badgers. You know, 17 return starters, and they're coming off a bye week, real early in the in the in the year. But you know, none of us that's that's the way the schedule um you know shaped up. Now, we all know about their run game, and I think their run game is going to have a big game against um, Notre Dame, 75th in the nation in the run defense, and they're also going to be able to pass the ball relatively um, easily against um, Notre Dame as Notre Dame is ranked 84th in um, um, pass defense. Now, Wisconsin, it'll be hard for um, Notre Dame to – it'll be hard for Notre Dame – to um, move the ball against, you know, one of the top-rated um, defenses in the nation, which um, Wisconsin has. 
And, you know, especially since they know Jack Cone, they know his tendencies, they know how he plays, they had him there, you know, and um, there's a reason why he's not there anymore, you know. So, and last but not least, never forget that um, this Notre Dame team lost a lot of meat on the bone from last year's team. And, um, you know, they only returned nine starters. And I think this is the game where it's going to bite them in the ass. Joe, any take on this one? Yeah, absolutely. I'm loving Wisconsin and the teams are going to run the ball. Great the country. So look for a tight under game in this one. I'm on the other side of this one. I like Notre Dame here. I think they win this thing outright. I I could I think that Notre Dame has we have not seen the best of Notre Dame yet. I know I'm in the uh, minority here, but Notre Dame has these gigantic wide receivers. I mean, these guys are like basketball player size, and it's like they're we have not seen them really go over the top yet. And I think this is the game where we see them open up the top. And uh, just go right over the top of that Wisconsin defense. And the Badgers have been stout against the run. I mean, what, 30 yards a game or something <laughs> ridiculous, right? So there's only one way to open that up. And that's to t- take it deep and over the top. And, you know, we've I've seen both of these teams play at Soldier Field. I've been at games where both of them have played. And I've seen Notre Dame play exceptional at Soldier Field. And I saw Wisconsin struggle against Northern Illinois at Soldier. So, you know, I not a game that's a premium for me. But it's like, like you said, it's either Wisconsin or Notre Dame money line for me, you know. And I think for me, it's like I like the value on Notre Dame money line. So, just like I said, not a premium. This is this is for me. This is a good game for the fans, even though these are not teams that I like. I like um, I like um, I like going to the games in Madison. Uh, they also have a great kettle corn there, also. But um, I think that uh, any you know they all have good kettle corn. The Big Ten schools they do. Northwestern <laughs> has a good kettle corn too. I like it. Who has the best hot chocolate? Actually, Soldier Field has a great hot chocolate. If you get it in the Bear Souvenir Cup, they they charge you about eighteen bucks for it. <laughs> it's so good. I would be guessing Soldier Field would have better hot chocolate than anyone out. You know, like West Coast, beautiful weather. They absolutely have to. I was at a game at Soldier Field where. I don't where my friend put his beer in the beer holder and went to pick it up again. It was frozen like solid, like a brick. <laughs> I believe it. I don't think that's a stretch of the truth at all. That that I was against the Cowboys on, on a Monday night game where Tony Romo kept running off the field to stand next to the heater. <laughs> I've been to two games at Soldier Field like that. One, Michael Vick got hit like on the first play of the game, and you could hear the thud as he hit the ground. It was like hitting the pavement, and he was cool. just he didn't want, he wanted out, you know. And then it was that game. I last like about a half of those games. What do you have next for us? Yeah, so next game is um UK versus um South Carolina. You know, thinking about this game. You know, this is the um, UK's first um, road game after an underachievement performance against UNC Chattanooga. You know, you know, one of the problems that they had this year that is their turnovers. I think they're minus six in um in takeaways or turnovers on um, this season. And um, there's a talent gap between these two teams to be sure. But South Carolina, you know, they do have a um pretty decent defense, much improved from last year, and they did hold um. Uh, East Carolina to 17 points. 
while not comparable in styles, they are comparable in production. So, um, you know, with, with Luke Doughty coming back, you know, um, and the, from a foot for the foot from a foot injury, I just think that um, you know, it'll stabilize their offense to move the ball more. And Shane Bieber, their um, first year head coach, I think he's going to put them in you know pretty good positions to you know not turn the ball over and keep this a tighter game than the five or four and a half. I think this is a three to four point game. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, I'm with you. This is an SEC smash mouth game. I love games like this. I know. And Columbia been to some of the best tailgates. They they do the fried turkey at the tailgates in Columbia. So you know these guys, they're out there early for this one. They're probably out there right now, and the game is, I believe it's a night game. So I know they're already started, you know, in the parking lot of Columbia. Tough ticket, and it's an amazingly tough ticket in Columbia. And uh, expect that home crowd to be all lathered up for this SEC matchup. This is like the type of game that they... I I haven't even looked at the TV stuff, but this is the type of game that they stick on the SEC network so like half the world doesn't get to see it. And, um, you know, it's usually just a great defensive, you know, war. And uh, I expect to see the same thing. I'm with you. I think this is a three-point game either way. Two, three points. Joe? What is the line on this one, you guys? Four and a half. You know, if South Carolina keeps their ball security together, I can see them taking this one. Um, that's my whole issue with South Carolina. They do turn that ball over a lot um, against this Kentucky team who's 3-0. and This is one that I won't bet, but I would be willing to put South Carolina on the money line if I was going to bet this one. Yeah, I see a lot of money line dogs here today. You know, that yeah. have a real fighting chance. Maybe I'm, I might, you might have talked me into a money line dog round robin here. I think that's. I think that's. Ooh, the, I like it. I think that's the direction that I'm heading. What What else do we have for today? Uh, last game is um one that um I don't know how I missed my premium, but um this Clemson versus um you um NC State. I'm on the under in this one. Now, all of on Clemson's games are staying under this year. They're 3-0 and to the under. You know, their defense is averaging um, seven points allowed, and they haven't given up a touchdown yet. Three games in, that's that's a hell of a feat. You know, and um, they're both 19th in, in the nation in total yards and passing yards. And their offense, you know, a lot to, left be, to be desired because they haven't been able to move the ball. They're 115th in um, offensive total yards, um, and going against some um, NC State's D, they're nothing. You know, they're nothing to play with neither. You know, um, they're actually 14th in the nation in total yards and 12th in rushing yards and fifth in um, in points allowed at 14 on um, per game. And um, you know, I think that with this game, it's going to be a slugfest. You know, one of these ACC battles. You know, um, I just don't like, you know, we, we none of us like the way that um, Clemson's, um, you know, playing offensively. But, you know, they, they, they lost a lot from last year, but not on the defensive side. And I just think that this game is, I think it'll be a, it'll be a major miracle if um, the total points would um, get to 35 to 40 points. So I think this is an easy under. Joe, any take on this one? Yeah, I um I think we're gonna see an over game still in this one. Um, I really do. 
So, and I take the wolf pack. Wolf pack and over. That's where I'm sitting with this one. I just, I don't see, um, yeah, I just see a lot of points. I really do. I'm just struggling. No stats in front of me to back that up, but like I'm just looking at over. NC State played against uh, Mississippi State, though. You know, only only getting 10 points, you know, against against Mississippi State. Nah, not not good for me. NC State is one of those teams that they play really good at home and not so good on the road. You know, that's they're like Maryland. They're exactly the same. They're mirror image of Maryland for me. I like I you know I think NC State either wins this game outright or they get crushed. You know, and Clemson just wakes up and it's a giant. But I I, I could see I'm I'm kind of I'm more to the underside here as well. I think event I think it just seems um it's, a little. It's forty. But for good reason. Yeah. You know, true. for good reason. I think that these games have been traditionally pretty low scoring. I think NC State is beat Clemson in the regular season a few years ago. It was in a rainstorm. It was 13-9. I remember that game. Yep. It was a good one. That was at NC State also. I'm going to have to put something on the money line on NC State here. <laughs> Throw it in my parlay. What do you got for sale today? At uh, you have another game, or are you, are you? No, that's that's it. Just, so just those you have a nine pack today. Does that go all yeah, day, so all night? Is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, all day, all night action. You know, wall to wall action. You know, Saturday um, shootout, uh, nine pack. You know, what I'd like to do is I stagger mine. You know, so from the high noon games to three thirty games, you know, into the night games. I don't overload it, you know, front end or back end. I try to have a nice, even, even kill, you know, slate of games. So, you know, if you're betting but don't want too much action, don't want to be too exposed, then, you know, it's, that's just how I like to have things. And I, I, would, I would think a lot of betters would like to have things done like that also. You know, people that, um, that subscribe to, you know, that are, that are clients of mine. You know, um, and, you know, once you win, you go into the next set of games. You know, do if bets or however you want to do it, you know. Um, so I think that, um, you know, these, I don't rate them, like I said, but, you know, these are pretty nice um, set of games that we have. You know, it's, it's conference, um, the conference portion of the um, season, you know, and this is where the rubber meets the road for a lot of these teams. It gives people, so, you know, when you stagger the games out like that, it gives people a chance to kind of recycle the bankroll, you know. As opposed yeah. to having you know this huge outlay all at once, you could kind of take your winnings and, and and push them you know and push them around. And then you know the way that the way that I do it, you know, it's kind of like if I find that stronger game, I don't like you know well you know my even though my game I like the most might be an early game, you know, if I find one later, I don't press too hard on those games, no matter how my day is going. I kind of try and stay even kill because. For me, it's like I'm thinking about tomorrow, and if you've been thinking about tomorrow with Jovan, well, you're up twelve hundred ten bucks. If you bet a hundred bucks a game this week, um, that's wow. That's pretty good. Uh, it's called twelve x return on your money and change, and uh, almost fifteen x for the month. Uh, tough to lose money that way. So, uh, it's, you know, thank you for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the show a bunch more in the future, and. Uh, Absolutely uh, slaying it here at Pick Dogs. We appreciate you. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Win. All right. That was Jovan Berth. Best of luck today. Leader on the, the leader on the leaderboard over the past week and the past month over at Pick Dogs. 
And uh, he has absolutely, uh, like I said, you know, he came from, he didn't win the uh, Become a, a Capra contest, but he, he, it was so close that it was like, I got to give this guy a chance, you know? And uh, he is not disappointed at all. Of course, the, the best part of the contest was Rod running the contest with Ruffalo mm-hmm. together. I would have, wish I would have uh, taped some of the conversations of, uh, uh, from that one, I think Brian and I uh, would probably still be sitting around. But so we have um, with us next another first timer on this show, but certainly not a first timer in this industry. Got Big Al McMorty with us. Al, welcome to our show. It's your first time with us in the morning. I know you're a regular on the drive thru, and of course, you've been doing this for uh, a very long time. Uh, you know, back in the old TV days, you've done it. I've you know seen you a bunch. So welcome. Thanks, guys. I think it might be my first uh, podcast with Brian. I don't know if he's ever done the drive-through with me, but yeah, I've been handicapping, gosh, uh, forty-three years now. So even before I got on the TV and the radio shows, but it's it's been a while. First show with Joe Madden as well, right? So uh, yeah, a lot of firsts going on here, and of course, you know, Al's one of the guys in the industry, and there's not a lot of people that I, you know, you guys know I don't have a ton of friends in this industry, but it's like. Um, you know, Al's one of the guys that I always reach out to when I have an idea that I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if I should do this, or it's kind of like, you know, I have a really good idea. Let me run it by you, whatever. And so I just tell him, I'm like, there's this woman, Joe Madden, out there. I'm like, I'm going to go after her really hard to try and get her on the show. He's like, do whatever it takes. And it's like, Aww, not, thanks, not, not disappointed he's not, he's at all. He's not giving the full story, though. Mitch is, Mitch is, Mitch is, no, I also had told Mitch, coincidentally, I had actually, was looking at you myself and I uh, was impressed with you about maybe a month before he, you know, mentioned, I said, Oh yeah, I've been, I've been looking at Joe too. That, you know, she's, I said, go get her. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. Thanks guys. You but, made my Saturday. So Al, what, what have you, uh, what do you, what do you got for us today as far as uh, free play for our audience? Yeah. You know, I'm going to talk about two under the radar games here. I, um, you know, I got to listen to Ron a little bit and Javon, so I, I don't know if anyone before them have talked about these games, but we're going to talk about two under-the-radar games, so maybe they haven't been mentioned. Uh, the first game we're going to look at is Eastern Michigan against Texas State. Uh, Eastern Michigan favored by six and a half. Actually, I see the line's now ticked up to minus seven. And Eastern Michigan is two and one straight up after beating Massachusetts 42 to 28, but they were favored by 22 points in that win. And that lowered their point spread record this season to 0-3 ATS. And one of the things, guys, that I like to do is at game four forward, I like to look at teams that are winless ATS. If they're off a straight-up win, and then if they also have a 363 or better win percentage, and they're not favored by more than 11 points, these teams have gone 159 and 102 ATS going back to 1980. So I think it's a really good situation to step in and play on an undervalued Eastern Michigan team. Another thing is that this is a sweet spot for Mid-American Conference teams in non-conference games. When you look at what Mid-American Conference teams do in non-conference games, when they're favored from four and a half to 14 points, those teams are 46 and 25 ATS. I think this is a really good situation for Eastern Michigan uh, to blow out the Texas State Bobcats here. I like it. No, no one talked about that one uh, today on the show. So that is a good under the radar spot. 
ditzy yeah. Eastern Michigan against Wisconsin, and they looked overmatched in that one. But this is a much different opponent this week, that's for sure. You, you know, in this, this situation of the winless ATS teams, it also falls, uh, two other teams fall into this angle, Clemson and Missouri, if folks want to take a look at the entire college card and see where it applies. But, you know, of the three, Eastern Michigan would probably uh, be my favorite of those three games. Joe, this is your style of game, under the radar. Uh, is this one that, that caught your radar? Yeah, it did. I'm looking at two really evenly matched teams. I'm thinking it's going to be an under game. Um, both of these uh, teams have good offenses, defenses that can really stop each other, especially against that run. So I'm liking this under more than anything in this matchup because I think these teams are so similar. I like that as well. Al, what, what else you have for us? Well, the next under-the-radar game, we're going to look at New Mexico versus Texas El Paso. Now, both of these teams come into this ball game. It's being played at UTEP. Both come in off blowout losses. New Mexico was shut out last week by Texas A&M 34-0. UTEP was blasted by Boise 54-13. And again, one of the things I like to do, a little bit contrarian, I'm going to play on a road favorite when they're off a shutout loss. These teams have gone 65.7% ATS over 42 years. You also look at this series, you know, between New Mexico and Texas Pass over the years, they've played quite a few times. And when you take the team that lost the previous meeting in this series, that team has rebounded to cover the next meeting, 18 out of 22. So that applies here as well. Texas El Paso, one and six ATS, its last seven versus the Mountain West. And oh, and eight ATS versus Mountain West foes off a loss if UTEP wasn't favored in that uh, game versus that Mountain West team by double digits. And then finally, New Mexico, 22 and 11 in non-conference uh, road games off a straight up loss. I'm going to lay the two and a half here. Hopefully it doesn't get to three, but I'm going to lay the two and a half here with New Mexico. Sharps absolutely pounding New Mexico in this game. Went through zero, the line. Yeah, uh, it's open. moved up five points. Open plus two and a half. Now it's minus two and a half. At what point, at what point do you say I, this has gone too far for me? And I've missed it. Three. At three. So this is a discussion that we have on our morning show all the time with uh, Brian and myself that, you know, Brian will look at the money moves and I always say, well, if you see it already, you know, the guys who have moved the line have already moved it, right? It's already, you've, you've missed it. And that just because they liked it at five and a half doesn't mean they even like it at five, right? And it's like a four 100%. and a half, even less. So yeah, it's one of it's, that's one of my pet peeves. You'll see a lot of people say like the sharps are on, you know, the Green Bay Packers. And it's like no, you can't say the sharps are on the Green Bay Packers. You have to say the sharps are on the Green Bay Packers at minus eight and a half. Right, and that's now. that's it's it's like you know, you know and I I don't like to I don't like to pump other shows and other guys, but Dave Koken always says these guys are purely playing a number. You know, they're not playing you know it's a team or a game. They're just playing. They're simply on a number, and that's it. And uh, I agree with him in that respect. Absolutely. I'd be looking at the over in this one, you guys. I think both these teams, their defenses haven't come out as strong as we would have expected. And I'm seeing a high-scoring game. Um, I think it's 54 I'm seeing a total of, 53.5 on one book. Give me 58, 59 points. And that'd be on New Mexico as well. I think you guys are totally right there. Well, the thing about UTEP is, is that most of their wins over the last several years have been against FCS schools. So it's, you know, they've been terrible in the regular games. And like Al said, they're 
that's why the record against the Mountain West has been so bad. That most of their wins are against teams, you know, with they're in the five digit, um, you know, rotation number games, six digit, <laughs> the six digit games, the added games they call them in some cards. But there's a few added games on the board today that I actually like. But um, so what do you have uh, for sale today? I have, I have rods. Oh no, now I have yours up. What what do you have for sale today at Pick Dogs, Al? Yeah, a lot. You know, it's it it is a great card. Uh, you know, like um, uh, the the guys earlier. You know, I, I had twenty five games on my initial run through when I did the work on Monday, and I ended up with you know nine for the week. I had one Thursday, one Friday, and now I've got seven left today. And it's a really good card. I've got my college football game of the month. You know, I I, I think Ron mentioned he doesn't like to have games in the month or games of the year because he doesn't know what's around the corner. Well, I know what's around the corner. October's around the corner, and this is the last weekend of September, and I can say that this is my favorite play of the entire month of September in college football. We hit our NFL game of the month on the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I uh, thank all who joined us last Sunday for that. Don't miss my college football game of the month today on Saturday. We also have our Big Ten, SEC, and ACC games of the month. And then I've got a triple pack as well to round everything out. So seven big plays. And then looking ahead to Sunday, we'll be here tomorrow to discuss more pro football, but I've already posted five NFL winners for folks who want to get an early jump on Sunday's card. So Al hasn't just been handicapping for 43 years. He's been killing it for 43 years. Last year, he was number one in NFL on the site. And, uh, you know, I expect him to be on the top of the leaderboards again, when all is said and done, at least definitely in the mix because, uh, you know, handicapping kind of like, you know, baseball. It's like you play to the back of your card, and Al has got a pretty good card headed to the Hall of Fame in my book. But uh, oh, Thanks. Much much appreciated, Mitch. But thanks for joining us, and uh, that's that's uh, Big Al McMorty. He will be a regular on this morning show on the weekends with us as well, so I'm excited to have oh, him that's in awesome the rotation. We know – see, Al has the Al has a uh, odd handicapping schedule. He does it all, like, at night because I, I guess the money moves have stopped, you know, in the overnight as much, and it's kind of like you get more of a, your arms around it, but it, it works. So uh, we appreciate him getting up early and uh, joining us on the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, see you tomorrow, guys. Best of luck, Al. That was uh, Big Al McMorty, definitely a legend in uh, sports handicapping, and uh, you know, definitely welcome him to our crew here at Pick Dogs. Got about 670 people watching. You guys can smash that like button; it would be uh, appreciated. Leave a comment in the comments if you're watching the uh, replay. You can always catch the podcast version of the show if you can't watch us live each and every day, but. Um, yeah, and don't forget to join the office pool, you guys. Free cash. Free cash in the office pool. Um, we changed it around a little bit, the office pool. So uh, different uh, prizes this week than last week. But um, one of the prizes, one of the levels, all you have to do is beat me in the office pool and get extra money. So that's the, that's the layup. Joe's a little bit of a tougher out. For me, picking games not against the spread, I struggle with it. So anyways, bring in... Rod Zawacki, of course, Rod, part of our morning group every day here at Pick Dogs. And, uh, Rod, uh, thanks for hanging around. It's been a little bit of a longer show, but that's okay. Nothing. That's okay. It's all right. I had time to drink another coffee. Rod has been absolutely <laughs> on fire um, this past month. So I think it's his best run he's had since, pick, since joining us on Pick Dogs. He's on top of the board, and it's been a week on fire. Um, 
it's uh, I don't know what else to say to him because we talk to him every day, right? So it's not like that <laughs> <laughs> well, was that powder. Hour. Oh, we lost Rod yesterday, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, we lost him yesterday. We did. Yeah, we we the internet went. Well, we <laughs> when well, you're in the middle of nowhere. Well, we found him today. So, uh, what do you got for us to get things started? Well, we're going to start off with a game we've talked about already. <clears throat> we've had cappers on both sides. Uh, we're going to go with uh, the Irish and, and the Badgers here. And for me, I'm with you. Mitch, I, I like the Irish here. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of this red in the beard. I got to go with the Irish. So, uh, for me, the Irish, 6-2 and two ATS, their last eight neutral site games. 9-4 and four ATS, their last 13 following a win. Badgers, 1-6 and six ATS, their last seven neutral site games. Two and five ATS last seven. I can see. I seen that bit where in the green room where you're salty face. (laughs) 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 Anyways, you look Wisconsin. We know what they're going to do. They're just going to run the ball. Um, Pretty easy to uh, game plan against uh, what Wisconsin's going to do. Run. That's what they're going to do. They're going to attempt to run, run, run the ball. I think the Irish can slow that down. And you look at the Irish, Jack Cohen, he's having a good year, 60, completing 62% of his passes, 828 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. And I think that's uh, where the Irish are going to exploit this Wisconsin uh, defense on uh, passing the ball. Um, I think Jack Cohen comes out and has a huge game today. Um, take his over his passing yards. And uh, I'm going to take the Irish on the money line. I think they get the outright win here. I, a bunch of people I agree with you. I, the win. I agree with you. And I, I think we saw Cohen against uh, Florida State throw the ball over the top um, to some of those tall Notre Dame receivers. And I think we're, that's what we're going to see here. It's Brian Kelly is going to open up the top on him. And he ha- we ha- he's been kind of holding it in, in there. And, you know, it, they haven't looked so good in the process. And uh, I think part of it is that he wants to keep his uh, – I, I think part of it is that he wants to, he wants to keep – it in and also wants to keep his defense off the field. But I think in this one, I don't think Wisconsin's anything special on offense either. So I'm with you in this one. I think this one's easy money. And I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Joe, any more f- feelings here on Wisconsin? No, Notre Dame? Just, I'm just riding Wisconsin on this one, you guys. I just was, or Notre Dame has let me down too much. I don't see them coming out strong in this matchup on the road. I think Wisconsin has this one. So. I keep listening to you guys to get turned off Wisconsin, and I can't. Okay. They haven't sold me. Well, maybe, me. Maybe at halftime. Maybe at halftime. Maybe at halftime. Rod, what else do you have? Well, another game. We'll go over quick. There's a couple, two teams that are really dumpster fires. Both teams, 0-3 ATS against the number. You got the Cougars versus the Utah Utes. Um, both teams, 0-3 to start the season. ATS. Let's <clears throat> look. Both offenses uh, averaging pretty close. They're, I'm going to say these offenses are, are pretty close to being the same. Most Utah scoring 29.3 points a game. Cougars 27 points a game. Um, Cougars 8-3 and three ATS versus a team with a losing record. 11-5 and five ATS in their last 16 following a double-digit home loss. Um, Utah 3-7 and seven, their last 10 overall ATS. 2-7 and seven, their last 9 as a favorite ATS. Utah one in nine ATS their last ten of September. They're also zero in six ATS their last six after putting up over 170 yards passing. For me, the edge here, I'm going to give it the Cougars. I think this is way too many points. Um, Cougars on D, they've been uh, creating some turnovers. They're ranked 29th 
They got four turnovers already on the season uh, for this Cougars D, and I think they can do the same, get a couple turnovers, uh, which get us a cover in this one. I think the Cougars plus the points. Joe? I'm looking for, sorry, Utah to come out strong in this one. Um, isn't Utah off a loss? Just trying to think. If Both Utah's off a loss, yeah. I really think Utah off a loss comes out with a vengeance. They're going to have a grudge, a chip on their shoulder, and I really think they come out and beat Washington State in this one. Sorry. I got, yeah, I've got Utah. That record is on Saturday so far. So <laughs> I love when you're ahead. I get you. <laughs> I'll have to vet it again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm on Utah as well, so we might be in real you might be in real luck here. Uh I just think it's it's not a play for me, not a play on Utah. It's a play against um Washington State, who was just terrible last week against USC. Absolutely awful. And Nick Rolovich, one of the worst cover coaches in college football. Really horrible to cover. Even when he was winning at Hawaii, still terrible cover coach. So I like coaches that cover. And uh, Nick definitely Rolovich. don't put the house on that game. Okay. Well, I'll put a small <laughs> condo. How about if we put? <laughs> we'll put your house on it. Anyways, yeah. The only scary thing is neither of these teams have covered the spread this year. That's why they're I said they're both zero and three against the spread. That one's always got to go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what else? What else do we have, Rod? No, well, we're gonna go with a bigger game here. Um, I like records plus the points here. I think that's just too many against uh, against Picky. Uh, um, you know, both teams solid on defense here. We're being able to uh, slow down the number rushing. Number one rushing offense is what Rutgers got on their hands, and I think the Rutgers D can actually uh, do that. Maybe even cause a turnover or two. Um, in what's going to be a really uh, closer game than what uh, people are thinking. They got Michigan as a blowout. Well, you look at Michigan. 0-5, their last five conference games. 0-4, their last four versus a team with a winning record. And you look at uh, Picky. He's 2-11 ATS, the last 13, versus an undefeated team. Um, I think Rutgers comes here to play today. Michigan's looking a little forward uh, to next week against Wisconsin. Uh, that little revenge spot there for uh, Michigan. Um, I think they have that circle on the calendar. You're going to take Rutgers a little lightly. Give me Rutgers plus the points in this one. Joe? I'm totally with you, Rod. I think Rutgers plus the points is a great bet today in this matchup. Um, like you said, Michigan is in a look-ahead spot, and I think they're going to overlook this Rutgers team um, today. So take Rutgers plus the points. This is one that I wouldn't mind sprinkling money line. I know it's huge risk, but that's a sprinkle on that money line there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Joe. I'm on the money line in this one with Rutgers as well. I just Greg Schiano had some amazing success as the defensive coordinator at Ohio State against Jim Harbaugh and Michigan teams, and I think that he carries it over here to Rutgers. We saw last year Michigan went into Rutgers, kind of busting them up a little bit. I think Rutgers this time takes it physically to Michigan. We know that Michigan has leaned exclusively on the run this season. They are the top rushing team in the nation, and because, uh, well, because Jim Harbaugh plays super, super conservative, right? This is the guy that took the safety. Remember the 49ers game where he, they, they took the safety and then, you know, they didn't take the safety because and whatever, and we ended up covering. It was like the Thursday night thing. Yeah, I remember it well. It was a beauty, but it's all because of Jim Harbaugh's conservative play. So laying 20 and a half against a defensive genius like Shiano, uh, not in my uh, repertoire of things here. 
What what else do you have for us, Rod? Is that it for today? We got one more. And the last one, we'll go over this one real quick. Uh, I think this is the spot you take Kansas plus the points um, over Duke. <laughs> <laughs> look, I can't take Kansas again. <laughs> I know you can't take Kansas again, right? Well, I'm going to take Kansas here for you, plus the 16 points. Duke, 3 8 and 1, their last 12 versus a team with a losing record. 1 and 4 ATS, their last five games following a straight up win. They're also 0 and 4 ATS after allowing uh, 200 yards rushing in a previous game, which is key for Kansas in this game. Um, I think Kansas, uh, they run the ball, hold the ball, and uh, keep the time of possession. You look at this. Duke offense, and uh, they're definitely prone to uh, turning the ball over, and I think uh, Kansas gets a couple uh, turnovers in this one, and uh, I think they hold the ball a lot longer on offense than uh, what Duke can get up some points here, so uh, I, I'm going to think Kansas plus the points. I think this is a closer game than uh, 16. I'm going to let you bet it, Rod, and have all the faith in Kansas because we okay. saw last Saturday, I sat here, had all the faith in Kansas. They did me dirty. They couldn't even get anything done on that field. So um, I'm not touching either side. I don't like it because I know the minute that I come in and bet against Kansas, they're going to do exactly what I thought they would have done last weekend. So not touching it, but best of luck. I'm going to straight roofalo this thing. I really have no interest. I could see Kansas um, doing it, but at the same time, Oh, man, after last week, I'm a little injured. Joe, Joe got me bad. We, it's like <laughs> she suckered me in on it. People always blame yeah. me for their losers, but it's like they they blame me for Joe's loser on Kansas. <laughs> it's like <laughs> your fault. You believed in her. <laughs> that one left a mark. Um, it's all right. That Those, was they, awful. They happen. I cried. Uh, it's the same as losing by a half a point. Rod, yeah. what, what do you got for sale today? So you got early CFB triple? Yeah, I got an early college football triple. I got three games that I love in the early slate, and then I've got uh, another three that I love in the night slate. So you can get the early package, the late package, or you can get them all together in one package, uh, my six-pack. Yeah. All yeah. over at Pixar's Premium. You're on fire. Come aboard. If you bet 100 bucks a game on all Rod's picks over the last week, You've made one thousand one hundred twenty-three bucks. That is eleven point two x on your money in a week. Screw Bitcoin and the stock market on that one, huh? Way to go, Rod. Way to go, Rod. Of course, you'll see Rod on our premium pick show immediately following this. We're going to record that and get it out fast. And then the VIP show will also be on the Express. But so we'll see Rod in just a few minutes. Thanks, Rod. And of course. See him tomorrow and every day right here in on our morning show on Pick Dogs, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks. Appreciate everybody. On to Brian. Yes, on to, on to Brian, who is patiently waited, um, you know, behind the scenes. We know he likes going last so he can uh, wait around for uh, a couple hours. But uh, it's, it's life. That's, that's show business for you, you know. Uh, Yesterday, I, I lost the uh, my wager about the uh, about the backwards hat with Brian, but today <laughs> it looks like that I am a slam dunk winner. Brian, welcome to our show. Um, 700 people watching us on YouTube. How cool is that? Um, be sure to smash the like button. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't subscribed already. We're here seven days a week, 365 days a year, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brian? 
How's Very it going? Very cool for sure. Uh, I got a chainsaw going on right outside my house. So Can't hear it. Interfere too. Can't hear it. Oh, well, it isn't going now, but they've been it's going okay. back and forth. Anyway, so we got to go a little fast here because we've got 12 o'clock coming right around the corner. Uh, my first game, I'm going to go with the Florida Gators here, laying the points. They're off an impressive performance here against the best team in college football, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And that game proved that Florida can beat any team in college football. Tennessee had one tough game thus far on their schedule and then got beat outright at home against Pitt. Uh, look for that Florida crowd to be rocking in this game. It's a must-win game for the uh, for the Gators here. I don't see any chance that they don't beat the Volunteers by 21 or more points. Gators 7-3-1 against the spread the last game, the last 11 following an ATS loss. And the Volunteers just 15-32-1, last 48 after an ATS win. Take the Gators, lay the points. Joe? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on this situation. I like the Gators for sure today. Tennessee, for me, of course, uh, I just think that Florida, a little uh, overrated, public humping up on them after seeing them uh, last week against Alabama. Super public play here on Florida. Um, I just don't like the way that uh, the Gators have looked in general, and I'm not a Dan Mullen fan. Seeing uh, you know, the line on this one come back down, it opened at 20-and-a-half. We see 19s out there as well. I see an 18 out there, and you know, all for good reason. Florida overblown and, of course, really bad quarterback play. So uh, part of the problem here, 71% of the money coming in on Tennessee and the line moving in sync with that. Um, expect this one to drop even more. So if you like the Vols here, you might want to get it now. Brian, what else you got? Aren't, don't they have some injuries, though? I was pretty sure they had injuries as well on Tennessee. I'm sure they do. They're dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah, they are right now. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like Christian McCaffrey. They walk out onto the field and they're injured. He tripped <laughs> over the pylon. It's like, isn't it magnetically attached now? It's like, yes, but it got stuck in his spike. <laughs> it's like, Tennessee defense ranks seventeenth in the nation, fifth against the run, and Florida, of course, second rushing offense. So this one should be just a war in the trenches and a real rivalry yeah, game in Gainesville. Sure. Brian, what else you got? Yeah, my second game, I'm going to take Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets plus the points here. This game takes place at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, so we lose a little bit of that home field Georgia Tech advantage there. Yellow Jackets looked more than respectable against Clemson uh, last week as they hung in through four quarters, losing 14-8. to eight. Uh, Now they get a North Carolina team who didn't look great in their first-round game this season at Virginia Tech, but North Carolina has hated Duke on deck next and I think they sleepwalk through this game here. I see this as a 10-point win for North Carolina. Georgia Tech could shock the world today and maybe upset North Carolina, but I'll take the points. Joe? Um, yeah, pass on this one. Straight Ruffalo from Joe. Yes. I like Georgia Tech. I'm with yeah. you on this one, Brian. Yeah. You're out of luck. I uh, I like the Yellow Jackets, too, here, <laughs> I think, at home. I think they play good enough. I think we saw them last week at Clemson. Uh, a game that they felt they probably could have won, but they, they really couldn't have. I mean, it was close, but they they weren't going to win that game, you know, and they made Clemson look bad, and that is the victory there. And I think they could do the same thing here to North Carolina. I think if you can do it to Clemson, you could do it to North Carolina. North Carolina a little bit more physical up front than, than Clemson is in the, in the line. I think we're going to see uh, North Carolina probably stick to the ground game here, and that should keep it close enough for us with the Yellow what Jackets. What are you thinking at the t- – Sorry, 
Go ahead. I mean to interrupt. It's okay. I was going to ask you guys what you're thinking of the total on this one. I think the total looks high if I'm looking at anything to bet in this. I stink at totals, but I would go under because I see a lot of running the football going yeah. on. I like under as well um, in, yeah, in this one. I see a lot of running the football. And I see, you know, once again, Georgia Tech trying to play keep away from that North Carolina running attack and that offense because I imagine that their defense is going to be on the field for a long time in this game. You know, it's going to be one of those games where it's like Georgia Tech will have a chance, but the defense is going to be out there for a while. So, um, you know, part of the problem here for why I like Georgia Tech with the points, but I not in my money line, uh, not in my money. But it is at neutral site. This one at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, yeah, that hurts a little bit. Well, the Chick-fil-A will probably be open because it's not open on Sundays, but it is open on Saturdays. The Chick-fil-A at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> Just the two plays for you here, Brian, or are you? Yep, just those two plays. Well, what do you got for sale? I see you got your Saturday Game of the Month five-pack. Yeah, that Game of the Month five-pack includes two Game of the Months, my Big Ten Game of the Month, my ACC Game of the Month. also has the golden ticket in there and a high roller. So you get five plays, $50 at PickDogs.com Premium Picks. Make sure you sign guaranteed, up Guaranteed, right? $50 guaranteed. guaranteed. That's right, guaranteed. So that make is... sure you guys check it out. I'm off a... 2-0 day yesterday, 3-0 on YouTube Premium. So we're going to try to carry that over to Saturday. Of course, we'll see everybody on YouTube Premium in just a minute. We're going to have to end the show because we got to get over to do the Premium video, get that out to everyone, and get the VIP going. But uh, thanks, Brian, for joining us. We see Brian every day. And, of course, we'll see him tomorrow for NFL Sunday, and like we do, like I said, every single day of the week. But uh, anyways, Joe? Another uh, successful Saturday show. I think it's just getting bigger and better every single week. Uh, just a good bunch of games, you know. And, of course, we have all the games covered at PickDogs.com, SportsChatPlace.com. And, of course, I do videos on all the games. And we, you and I talk about these games every day, you know. And uh, 3.30 p.m., we do our Monday opening college football show. And then Friday, we look at all the games again. So, yeah. we cover a lot of college football, which is almost enough for me. But uh, Almost. We need one more show, I think, for you. Thanks again, Joe. Always a pleasure uh, doing these shows with you. And, of course, uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us. Be sure to smash the like button. If you're watching us on tape or you know the podcast, leave a comment, leave a review, do whatever it takes. We appreciate each and every one of you. Let's make it a winning day. I'm going to try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow.